Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Cap. It means lion, but built different. Now, it's cap. I'm going to say cap. For no cap. I'm going to say that that's no cap. On 92.9's Jason and John Show. People are excited again about Memphis Tigers basketball. Is that cap or no cap? That's no kizzy. And that's all it takes. All it takes is one five-star commitment um, to to get people to care again. Now, I I think ultimately people will care about this current Memphis basketball team. I think they're going to win tonight. I think they're going to cover tonight. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Um, And I think they're ultimately going to be a factor in the NCAA tournament. Uh, in the AAC race. So I do think they will be relevant to Memphians as the season wears on. They got to get familiar. They got to get introduced to this team, right? We got to get to know each other a little bit. It's a new look team. But in terms of excitement around the Penny Hardaway tenure, yeah, a lot of it has always been about the players that he's bringing in. And people just do have this natural curiosity about high school players that they don't really have for college players. I don't know how to explain that. I don't know why that is, but it's just true. Mikey Williams is also an NBA prospect. I don't know if he's a guarantee. I don't know if he's a first-round lock, but he is a five-star guard in the class of 2023, and he's incredibly famous. He's got, you know, three million Instagram followers, and he's big on TikTok. Uh, By far the most famous player that Memphis has ever had in its history. You know, and that's the world we live in now. It's 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 like that where college basketball players come in famous and high. Jalen Green was pretty famous. Um, when Memphis was recruiting him, mm-hmm. he kind of he kind of reminds me of Jalen Green, but Jalen Green wasn't like this. This kid is the king of NIL. So yeah, people are absolutely going to be excited about Memphis again, no question about it. You know, this is this is Penny's building out a, a, a hellacious twenty twenty three club. We talked about it last week when you know when this was all happening before they committed. So this is, I think, generally speaking, what does the trick for a lot of Memphians. I, I'll just be honest with you, especially when you juxtapose it against. Uh, Ryan Silverfield and what's going on with Memphis football and sort of how that's been a deal where you've said we can't compete from an NIL standpoint, mm-hmm. right, with everybody around us. Whereas on this side of things, again, under the same athletic department umbrella, Penny can reach out, it feels like, and get anybody he wants to. You're talking about a guy who's got an NIL valuation of $3.5 million for with all those followers that John just laid out for you. He's at the top. He, he's right there with Bronny just in terms of most valuable prospects we've ever seen and again we're saying valuable in a different way now because of what they bring from a social media standpoint this kid was the first high school athlete to sign a shoe deal he's got a puma deal uh his father talked about it with jason munns they got to work all of that out still obviously because that's a multi-million dollar deal this 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 guy's a a business already yep Yep. 
and you can reach out. Everybody wants a piece of Mikey Williams now that he had decided I'm going to go to college, Kansas included, and Penny can reach out in the same program, again, where you've got a pro- football program that says it can't compete. He can reach out and go get anybody he wants to. Yep. Um, we didn't think this kid was going to college a few months ago. That's right. Because of how valuable he is from that sense. And so to see this happen and materialize so quickly, it, it almost is. It, you can envision a scenario where it's like, it's like Oh man, they're saying they're saying there's no excitement around the program. They, you know what I'm saying? They, let 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 me show them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And Penny pushes the button. He's got Mikey here for an unofficial and all. You know, a, a, a few hours later, essentially, he's committing to you and making sending shockwaves through college basketball. It's amazing that he can operate on this level again in a, 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 the same athletic department where you've got a a football team that apparently cannot. And so, again, you you got to tip your cap. It comes at a time where you're just starting the season up. Obviously, we'd said, you know, recruiting is what people get real. It's the lifeblood of the program. It's what gets people really excited. John, you're right. If, if, if this team wins to start off the season, a couple wins on the road, you'll get people excited about the basketball. But now Penny's got the future to look ahead to, too. Yep. That, again, even, even if it started off a little rocky, you'd say, oh, man, remember Mikey Williams is coming. That's the kind of excitement mm-hmm. and the kind of hope that as a coach, when you can inspire that kind of excitement, Brother, they're 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 ready to they're, they're ready to buy tickets. They're ready to do everything. You see? Did you see the Memphis uh, the release from the the school that says, "Hey, season starting, time to buy tickets." And oh, by the way, did you see the news on Saturday? That's right. Like they know they're capitalizing on this. And again, you got to tip your cap to to Penny Hardaway. Reach out and touch Mikey Williams, mm-hmm. a guy who at one point we didn't think would be playing college basketball. Memphis football is entering the valley of the shadow of death. Is that cap or no cap? That's the. Uh, is it, do, did I have that lyric right? Is it? Is it the val? It's the. Sh- it's the shadow of the valley of. Ha- what's the lyric, man? Did I have that right? The the, uh, the shadow of the valley of death. Yeah. Yes, it's the. Uh, it's uh, the valley of the shadow of death. I, I did have it right. Yes, Memphis is. No cap. They uh, they lost again to UCF this weekend. How many L's is that in a row now? What are we working with here? It's f- uh, four losses three, in a row. Win. Yes, four. Four in a row now. Um, They're getting hard to count, John. Temple, yeah, they are. Houston, ECU, that's five. Uh, no, excuse me. Houston, ECU, uh, Green Wave, it is four. UCF. Four in a row. But, but, uh, but you're now uh, one game under 500, uh, one game below 500 for the season. And, and I, I mean, you got to go back to 2013 to be this late in the season and be, you know, under 500. I mean – yeah, there's really, you know, here's the danger for the University of Memphis. You know, if we, because the narrative and, and, and the sort of consensus around the program right now is that nothing is going to change in terms of uh, the coaching staff. I mean, the p- pieces of the coaching staff may change. You know, you may rearrange some chairs on the deck, as they say. But in terms of, you know, the, the leader of the program, Ryan Silverfield, the consensus is that is not going to change after this season. And so the risk that Memphis is going to run even if they find a way to eke out two more wins on their schedule here, is it just stops mattering, you know, to the large discourse in the Memphis sports scene. Now, maybe they're fine with that. Maybe they, you know, <clears throat> aspire to be just a distraction on a Saturday afternoon where it's cheap to, you know, buy tickets and, you know, bring the family and have a nice little tailgate. Um, and, and, because I, I I do I do think the question you have to ask yourself in this current predicament that you're in is if we are going to fire Silverfield and we're going to have this you know urgency about it, who are you firing Silverfield to hire and why? 
I think that is a fundamental philosophical question that Memphis has to ask itself because they're not in the Power Five. They're not in any. They're not imminently going to be in the Power Five, and I just think at some point the boosters that are responsible for coming up with the money to pay these guys are going to get tired of being on this wheel, on this hamster wheel. Okay, we're going to keep trying. We're going to keep trying. We're keep trying. Off or not, not get in. So I just I wonder about the the metal here a little bit of uh, of the people who would be responsible for the money. Uh, but but you know if you arrive at that point and you just sort of you know wipe your hands up and say it is what it is, then you have to be comfortable with the irrelevancy that is going to accompany Memphis football, not just for the rest of this season, but you know forever, honestly, like in in perpetuity, because the more and more you know, the further we get away from the end of Fuente and the Norvell era, the more and more that starts to look like the outlier for Memphis football as opposed to what it could be over the long term. But why does it have to be an outlier after you did it through two coaches? Yeah. You you, you shouldn't be at that point in your program's history where you're ready to say, that was an outlier, we can't do it again, you know, middle of the pack is okay. Yeah. No, you, you, you. I realize at this time there's not the same energy level for realignment at Memphis's chances of getting in and all of that. But if you go through another season, John, of, of six and six, you get to a bowl, no one's excited. You go into next year trying to sell it again. Again, I think you you run the risk of of, of digging that hole even deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, this is obvious that you need to make a move. Like, you, you don't keep going on because we've said apathy is the worst thing. And, again, how do I get – how do fans get excited next year in a new-look league where it doesn't look like you – I mean, hell, you've said you can't compete with SMU from, a, from an NIL standpoint. So how do, you get, how do you get people excited with the same leadership? Yeah. Um, you've, you, it's not like you haven't hit home runs before with Fuente and with Norvell. It's not it, – we're not so far removed from – Success again through two coaches to think, all right, you can't do it again, you know, and 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 John, I'll, I'll go back to it. That that fourth and sixteen from the thirty nine yesterday in the third quarter of that game, it's tie ball game. Uh, you don't get it. Uh, all the momentum a, c- a couple days ago, obviously, I said yes. All the momentum you give it to them at that point, UCF goes and scores, and, and you're playing catch up the rest of the way. That that looked to me like the move of a guy who's who's desperate hoping to gosh he can turn against all odds fourth and 16 at that point john and it's again i don't know how you get it back yeah people excited so so back to the point apathy is your your worst enemy right now i think you're better off making a move you telling me 3.5 million all of a sudden is too much you pay tubby 10 over over year you can't pay 3.5 million to try to get some more excitement back in here i know you got to pay the next guy but yeah all of a sudden you're at a a point in your football program where it's not worth it no it's it, it would be worth it to try to get some more excitement back in here, sell something different. Let, let's not act like Silverfield ain't going to have a job on his hands. Just try to keep the players he's got in there. No, I mean, it's a if real issue. If it keeps issue. going the way it's going. It's a real issue. So then you're trying to get, get up off the mat next year without Seth Hennigan, possibly. And you're losing how, a lot of defensive guys. How easy is that going to be to do when, when, when you're talking about how inexperienced you still are, how young you still are, if you lose your quarterback oh. going into next year? No, it's bleak. Like, it's, what are we talking bleak. about here? The fans have, have, have sort of had their say just like they, they did with Tubby. Again, you're going to wait in this instance? Mm-hmm. Why? Because he's a nice guy? Or why? Because $3.5 million is a lot of money? Yeah. You can pay that over time, man. Yeah, that 4th and 16 Cut call, the pain was, out. Uh, that, that's definitely something I would do uh, on Madden. 
that was like that. I, I thought that would, like I've done that before on Madden fourth and sixteen, and I, and I'll, you know I'm drop. But that's that, you know that's Madden, and I know I can get that. There wasn't a person in the world uh, uh, other than him or the folks on that coaching staff that thought that was the right move. Everybody from the fans said, "What you doing?" To the commentators yep. on on television said, "What the hell's going on here? Pin them deep. You've stopped them. I think the last two drives. What are you doing? Even, this is like football one on one. Even if you that, can't pin them deep, bro, it's fourth and sixteen. You're not converting that. You're not converting that." So just punt it, punt the ball, rather than you know give them the the free field position. I mean, it's just like you're not. If it was fourth and five, okay, fourth and four, whatever, where your probabilities make sense. Fourth and sixteen. Your job is to put downs. them in the best position to win, right? You're, to put your players in. From everything we can see, these players are still fighting. I, I'm seeing a guy that's putting his players in bad positions. Yeah, it's bleak. It is, uh, and and now you have like. I'm sure you saw the Calvin Austin thing from over the weekend. Yeah, that didn't help anything. You got former players out there calling for coaching changes who uh, who don't like to see what's happened. It, it is what None it is. None of us like when it's like this. No, it, but, it, but what you do is you yes. cut your losses right. and you look to improve. When, when, it's been a long time around here. Where somebody says, oh, okay, well, right. it is what it is. Let's yes. just keep on with the status quo. Been a long time since we had that. What, when yeah. did that change? Well, because here's the like, reality. Sit, I didn't get CC'd. Guys – don't come back when it's when it's not Silverfield's former players, but when you have well, Calvin Austin is Calvin Austin's a former Silverfield player. When you have former players who are publicly talking about there needing to be a change, there I, I can't think of any coach that has survived that. And whether it's a year from now or you know whatever, I just think you've crossed the Rubicon and there's just no going back. And it would just be an admission, yeah. really. The the, the 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 misidentification of Calvin, it, it's completely separate of the job that Silverfield's doing, but it certainly doesn't help with the optics whatsoever yeah. at this point. Yes, and at a time when Tiger basketball is starting up, the Grizzlies are undefeated at home, it feels like, back to the point of this whole thing, like the season's over for the most part for Memphis football. And it's sad for those players who are still out there busting their butts, but I'm telling you right now they're being led in the wrong direction. Yeah, I mean, you got, you got uh, Calvin Austin endorsing Norvell. You got him on, you know, the same night. He's saying that Norvell, you know, so it's just, it's not a, it's not a good place right now. If, if, it, again, uh, personally, I wish it was going better than it is. I, I, uh, we, we know Ryan well, and we've always wished Ryan well. But if he is back at Memphis next season, it is an admission that Memphis does not care about its football program. It just is. Like that's what it means. And if, and if he, if indeed he is back next season then I honestly truly think Memphis fans should uh, abandon any hope of ever being in a Power 5 league because that's not a Power 5 decision. That's not a Power 5, that's not a power five you know, uh, thing to do, to bring back a coach. This, we're not talking about Jimbo Fisher money here. We're not talking about how you know, Memphis has been on the hook for $80 million. Um, it, it would be, a, it would be a, a total concession. It would be a total concession by the University of Memphis administration that we don't think – this program can be better than this, and so we are going to let it, at its current trajectory, die on the vine because that is what's happening. You're, you've squandered all the momentum that was built, and you're not the brand that you were three, four years ago. Game day ain't coming back here. Players are going to leave. Uh, recruiting's going to fall off. Interest is going to wane. Season ticket sales are going to fall off of a cliff. This is the way it's headed. And if Memphis brings back Ryan for a year four. You're it, asking for more of that. It's Yeah. All it, of that. Yeah. You're conceding. You, you're waving right. the white flag on your Memphis football program. And I, would, and I would say at that point, then why even have one? Why even have one? If, if, if you don't have 
ambitions to where when it's going the way it's going and you know it can be better and you've competed for conference championships and you've done game day and Cotton Bowl and all this, why even have one? That's the question I would ask, you know? Um, so it's a, it's a, it's a tough spot. Um, fundamentally, you would think uh, that, that, that a change should be made. But, you know, it, it does not seem like there's an appetite for that administratively right now. Well, look, if, if they go, you know, one and two in these next three, does that change? If it, if it doesn't, then what are you saying? Then what are you really saying? Because right now, they're, they're going to just spin it, you know, to themselves. They're going to say, well, all these games were one possession. They got to a, they, we got to a bowl game, you know, young team. They'll spin it. They'll rationalize it however they need to rationalize it to not have to pay the money. And no one will listen. If you, no, you want to open ears back up, you're going to have to show that you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're committed to something different, so something I, better. So I do. I think this is a, this is a, it'll fall on a critical ears. juncture for the Memphis yeah. administration. You may not be going power five. We, yeah, yes, odds stacked against you, but you are starting in a new-look league where you need to be at the – look, if you're going to get people excited any kind of way about Memphis football, you need to be positioned at the top of that thing. We always said this season was that. Yep. You're not in position right now. Yep. So, you know, ball's in your court. That's right. Memphis Athletic Department. The Grizzlies will remain undefeated at home tonight, cap or no cap. That's going to be a tough road to hoe. Uh, three games in, in four nights, essentially. Second night of a back-to-back. We know the first time around that was tough against Dallas. And last night, John's right, you do handle business, find a way to win there and close it out, but you had to play there in that fourth quarter. So, uh, you know, guys were probably more spent than, than maybe you wanted going into this game, not to mention the fact that you're playing against the Eastern Conference champs. I mean, Boston's uh, on a mission, obviously. It's, it's, it's title or bust for them. And with Jalen Brown and, and, and Jason Tatum, you've got two superstars, essentially two stars on the wings. Probably need to come down off the superstar for Jalen Brown. He's the next best thing, though, and he does it on both ends. This Boston team's been playing well. I think the last I looked, the line was three and a half. Uh, it's going to be a tough ask for Memphis on the second night of a back-to-back again third third game in four days yeah I agree although that plus three and a half is talking to me it really is because you it's because you got John Moran on your side exactly and when you have that dude you are never out of it um I have not watched a lot of Boston this year I'll be totally candid with you I don't know um where they are I mean I know they're they're six and three they beat the crap out of the Knicks on Saturday so they are coming in here winners of Three of their last four, so they are uh, they are playing well. I don't know. Um, the Celtics have historically been a tough matchup for the Grizz. I think about those regular season games from a year ago. Um, you know, with that with that wing uh, firepower that they have, it ain't just one; it's two. There ain't many NBA teams out there that have two legitimate number one scoring options on the floor at the same time at the same position. So it's a lot to ask. I I, I will say. Uh, I will say it's cap. I do think this is probably a scheduled loss for the Grizzlies. They played a lot of basketball in the last week. And unfortunately, as you mentioned, you know, they did have to play a full four quarters against the Wizards yesterday. Like if they had just, you know, controlled it throughout and not had to like, you know, bring Ja back in the game out of the locker room essentially mm-hmm. to close it out, you know, maybe I would have, I'd like the Grizzlies a little more. I do think this is a Celtics victory. But again, there's really not much shame in that. Um, Tied for top offense in yeah. the uh, in the NBA yeah. offensive rating with Dallas, uh, exactly. at least on this early season. They're not playing the defense we're typically used to seeing or did at the end of the season. But right now, that that offensive game they've got 
you know, yes, we've seen signs of life, big life from the Grizzlies in terms of getting back to what they're supposed to be defensively, but you're going up against what's been a juggernaut at least so far offensively yep. <clears throat> at a time you're still down Jaron. That's right. Again, goes going to be tough. That's right. Tennessee, one lost Tennessee, will make the college football playoff. Cap or no cap? Well, first of all, congratulations to Georgia on a great win. Yeah, they handled the ball. Um, I mean, they just got after hitting hooker all day long and made life really hard, as harder than anybody has this season. Um, and I think we're learning more about Alabama as well as they go down this weekend to, uh, to LSU that maybe they just are not the team they were cracked up to be, which you, you know, you're allowed to have two losses every 15 years if you're a head coach and it not be the end of the world. So I, I will say that. Um, they actually had a very fortuitous Saturday night after getting you know pummeled on Saturday afternoon. So it really boils down to how much you believe in TCU. Do you believe that TCU can run the table the rest of the way and not lose? Most people do not. Most people, they are seven-point underdogs this weekend yeah. to Texas, yeah. on the road at Texas. So and Still got to go Baylor, too. Yeah, and Baylor just beat Oklahoma at Oklahoma. So they those are two really, really uh, tough places uh, to win. And so the, the odds are definitively stacked against uh, TCU there. And there is no question that Tennessee has the uh, the better resume. I mean, they have the, the one of the best resumes, if not the best resume, uh, in college football. Because as, as good as that Georgia win was, they still don't have the win over Alabama, which Tennessee also boasts. And they... Also kicked the crap out of LSU. Yeah, that win looks really good. That that is aging like your finest wine. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yes, Tennessee, I would say Tennessee has the best resume in all of college football. Um, But because Clemson got exposed by Notre Dame over the weekend, um, and because um, was there, was we were focused on the Alabama loss here in terms of their help. Who was the, was there another, am I missing somebody? Mm -mm. It was just Clemson loses and TCU's going to. Yeah. That's that's Tennessee's way. Yeah. So in. Um, that's that. You know, well, so long as they run the table, got Missouri, South Carolina, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to do that. Missouri at South Carolina at Bandy to end the season. Yeah, I mean they're not losing. They're not losing for the rest of the season. Um, so I mean, and look, there's still you know some crazy things can happen, but uh, you know Georgia is going to go to the SEC championship game, barring an absolute you know disaster. If they, I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't see how they lose two games. Uh, they're not doing that. But can you get in via quality of win and, uh, and and just pray for somebody else to fall off? Yeah, yeah, I I, I do. I think your chances. Yeah, I, I think statistically your chances actually increased over the weekend because of that uh, that Clemson loss. So mm-hmm. you know it's looking like uh, it's looking like Georgia, because you know I'm not that. I mean, again, Pac-12. The Pac-12 is a catfish conference. You know. The, the Pac-12 is like that that girl that sends you a selfie, you know, from a good angle, and she looks good from that angle, and then you get to, with her in person, mm-hmm. and she's 50 pounds overweight, you know, because she oh. took pictures at uh, at a good angle. That's the Pac-12. That's what they do every time they get into the playoff, bro. They're just not real. They're not who they say they are. So I, you can tell me, I, I look, I watch Oregon every weekend, and they are impressive offensively. But we know what Bo Nix does in the SEC. What are we talking about? We, we, we watched two or three years of Onyx in the SEC. Mm-hmm. I ain't worried about that. Impressive job by Dan Lanning. But they are they are not more deserving of anybody from the SEC, Alabama included, as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah, it looks something like uh, Georgia, 
Ohio State slash Michigan, you know, whoever Correct. comes out of that comes out of that league, um, you know, then you know, does a Pac twelve team get in? There's no that's the point, is there's no way you're keeping Tennessee out. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. Who are the four right now then? Who would be the four? Probably you you would take Oregon. Yeah. Tennessee and Oregon. Mm-hmm. And then uh and then Oregon and then winner uh, of winner of, of Michigan, Ohio State. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna take both of those. You're not taking both of what, those. It's not if, a world where both you're taking both of those and not taking two SECs. What if Alabama wins the SEC championship game? Like, can they? Get, I guess they can't get there, right? I mean, what if LSU wins the SEC championship? Well, game? LSU can throw a wrench in a bunch. Yeah, like if they win the SEC championship game, they would get in over Tennessee, wouldn't they? For sure. Even though they're Tennessee in, owns they're in. The, them and them in Georgia. Right. Okay. So you said they win the SEC championship yeah, game. They're yeah. in. So they're so they're them in. in Georgia. And then and then it would be you know. You're undefeated. You know, I guess Ohio State or Michigan, and then um, who would be left? The Pac-12? I mean, if TCU loses, they're not getting in. Correct. You know? Take the best team from the Pac. Yeah. So So long as Oregon runs it the rest of the way. The problem with doing this today is that there's so many different combinations and configurations of ways this could go, you know, and you just don't know, you know, is somebody going to drop when they're not supposed to? If TCU... Somehow managed to run the table. There, you know, like these are there. There's something we're we're projecting out here. Well, you can't take three SECs, right? So LSU could win its way in. Yes, they could, and that would be the that would be the wrench. For and Tennessee. then you would you can't not take Georgia. Mm-hmm. You can't not take Georgia. Not either. a one loss Georgia team. Right, losing that's going in. Yeah. Then there's no way the SEC is getting three. So yeah, it would be it would be LSU. So LSU, Georgia, uh, Ohio State, or Michigan, and then if we're presuming a TCU loss. It would Which be. We are. It would be the Pac-12 champ. You'd have to. You know. You would just have to do that at that point. I don't know though. Like, would TCU have an argument over Oregon if they both have one loss? No, no, no. In this sense, I mean, I guess did TCU come back and win? Right. Its let, conference let, championship yeah, let, yeah, has to do that. Yeah, let's say they lose to Texas or something. But their their body of work. I mean, they've been dude. They've been back and forth. They've been playing close all season long. Mm-hmm. We've all thought it's it's at any point they're going to fall off, and I think that's why most of us are banking it's going to happen sometime on the next two games. Right. And they've been. It feels like they've been. They've either trailed or yeah. had to do something miraculous just in the games that they won. You can't knock them, but yep. I like Michigan. So Oregon by the way. has absolutely rolled at everything except for the Georgia loss. I like Here. Michigan a lot more than I like Ohio State this year. I think I think Michigan's been so far, you know, more impressive than Ohio State in its victory. Like Michigan beats the hell out of teams, man. They don't play. They don't leave any room for doubt um, when they're playing these teams. So I, I think that's got to be hadn't played anybody taken into consideration. Um, but uh, it'll be a fun. It'll be a fun. You know, run here on the end of the season. Tennessee can get in. They're going to need some help, obviously, uh, but there still is a path. They need to root against two teams. They need to root against TCU. They need to root against LSU. So long as LSU doesn't win the SEC championship, right. they're fine. Tennessee is fine. Yeah, I think you're right. That but, road win at LSU's does LSU monstrous. Do you now. give LSU much of a chance to do it? Do you give LSU much of a chance to beat Georgia in the SEC championship game? No, not if they're playing the Georgia team that I saw on Saturday. Right, that was very impressive. They were covering Tennessee's receivers one-on-one at the end of that game. Yep. They made one mistake, that fumble on the opening drive, and that was it. I, I thought the whole thing was Stetson Bennett and that run for a touchdown he had early. It seemed like he backed up those Tennessee defenders, any kind of pressure, idea that they were going to get pressure on him. Once he did that and showed him, hey, man, I'll, I'll run around this corner going for 
they, they, they just never got pressure. He, he, he did whatever he wanted to do at that point. He was, he was so comfortable at that point. He did the whole call, so like the John Morant call 12 mm-hmm. thing after he scored that touchdown, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got to tip my cap to Bennett, man. Yeah, he deserves it. Uh, but it should be a fun, it should be a fun end of the uh, season here as the college football playoff shakes out. 14.5-point road underdogs, Liberty. Went into Arkansas and won this weekend. Hugh Freeze just earned the Auburn job. Is yeah. that cap or no cap? We'll uh, we'll address this and then we'll get to a break because we're we're going long, pretty long here. Uh, I I don't know if 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 he is going to be the next Auburn football coach, but I do think he should be if Auburn cares about winning. If Kiffin turns it down, you better get Hugh Freeze. I'd still go after Kiffin first, right? Make him say no because the baggage to the ten-year, hundred million-dollar Jimbo type deal. And apparently, they're going to offer that. And if he says no, then yes, Freeze is the next call. And I, I you know, I've heard Cohen's, uh, you know, I've heard Jeffrey Wright say Cohen didn't get that, didn't take that job to hire Hugh Freeze. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, he was on the Mississippi State side, obviously, when that was all going down, but. He, you have got to get somebody in there proven. Yep. That's what Auburn's going to want. That's right. Look what he's doing right now. That's exactly right. Well, you need somebody that can beat Arkansas because Arkansas just whipped your ass. Arkansas just, Arkansas just whipped your ass by a million points two weeks ago, and Liberty just beat Arkansas in You can in sell Fayetteville. it, sell it, sell it all and, day long. And, I mean, Hugh look, Freeze in that job. Look, Hugh Freeze beat Alabama when he was at Ole Miss, so it's not like, uh, it's not like he's unfamiliar with how to do that. It's very sellable. It's very it's very logical. It makes a lot of sense to me. Um, you know, Lane also does. And it also, I think now the more I, you know, put my head to it, the more it makes sense, I think, for Lane to do it and, and, and get to a job where if you look across, you know, state of Alabama, maybe Alabama showing a little crack here and there because – you know, who knows how much longer Nick's going to do oh, it. Yeah, well, you better look down at Baton Rouge. And uh, that's true. That's another factor there. In terms of if you're talking about saving fall-offs, that's calling the come-up. But he's got to deal with both those teams at, but, but at Ole Miss anyway. No, well, the question is, can you, can, you win a, can you win a national title at Auburn? Maybe you, maybe you feel like you can't do that at Ole Miss. That's Well, you get the, Auburn you get the, has done it, yeah. Exactly. That's the yeah. deal. Is, that, is it a step up for me in that in terms of what yep. I can recruit, what I can get? Yep. I feel like I can win a national title from there as opposed right. to maybe I don't feel that way at Ole Miss. Yep. Not to mention I'm yep. locking in with the 10-year. No, year I, I, I think it makes like, sense for, for Lane to go. He's going to get the big money. He's going to get the, you know, I, I think there's slightly upgrade, you know, slight upgrade in, in resources there. Like they said on game day, just the just the ish talking between him and Alabama will be that would be good worth the price of. It'd be so good. But if if not him, the then contract. you would be making a mistake. If if Lane just absolutely says no, um, you would be making. a he mistake. He was making you call him second if Lane says no. I watched that whole game. I watched that whole entire game this weekend because I was on Liberty, and I mean he just beat Arkansas. Like they made it close. I understand that they had a two point conversion at the end of the game to to tie it and send it into overtime, but prior to that. They were Arkansas couldn't do anything on the ground. Liberty was moving the ball like you would think. Liberty was in the SEC the way that those dudes competed and the way that those dudes wrapped up. You know, you don't see that. You don't see teams like Liberty. Okay, what league are they in? Are they, uh, CUSA. Well, they're in one of those type of leagues. I don't know exactly. Sun, is Sun Belt, it, is, whichever it's not one. Sun Belt. I have no clue. It doesn't matter. You don't see teams like that come in to Fayetteville and compete like that. And by the way, this is the year after they lost an NFL quarterback in Malik Willis, who I don't know if you guys saw him last night. He almost led the triple option Titans to a victory in Kansas City. So you don't see that happen. It's ridiculous. You don't see that happen in college football. 
Hugh Freeze deserves a better job. He deserves a bigger job in the in the program that hires him. If we're just talking from a football standpoint, because mm-hmm. I ain't talking about the rest. I don't care about the rest. If you're talking about a football perspective, you are doing yourself a disservice if you have an opening and you don't call Hugh Freeze, period. Call Hugh. What, BYU 41-14? Yeah. Their only loss this year is a one-point loss to Wake Forest, ranked Wake Forest team at the time, 37-36. I mean, say, I mean, again, and I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know Hugh personally, so I don't have, you know, the same profound feelings. I know sort of what happened at Ole Miss, but we're in a, we're in a new age of college yeah. athletics now. Technically, they're independent this year. Independent, got it. Yeah. Are they going to see USA? Aren't they? I feel like I heard that they should have gone to the AAC. That would have been a better addition than Rice. But I, I get politically. You know, some people don't want to be affiliated with what they got going on. But college, college football is a business. Yeah, beginning 23-24, USA. And you're fooling yourself if you act otherwise. So if I was running a business, I would want to put the best people in place to run it. And uh, and that's Hugh Freeze, man. Should have had Liberty come to the new AAC. Liberty, Liberty. Liberty. Would have been quite the addition. Liberty. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.